Zerman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but everyone. Oh, let me get let me look at the gosh darn prep sheet of cup 5000. I think I got that somewhere. But I saw it. We can just jump in without it. Just go. Just talk. Fine, fine. No, fine. no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Open it up. Open it up. No, no. I'll be Kevin today. You'll be Kev. No prep sheet. All right. We'll no just jump sheet. in. Oh, man. So I, I opened up the show with uh, a little Burt Bacharach because he passed away. And so I used the scene from. Uh, Austin Powers, uh, the spy who shagged me. What do you want to see? Burt Bacharach? I don't know. He's a famous 60s guy. He's been around for a long time. He's the one that played the piano while they were riding on the double-decker bus through Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. If you remember. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. So he passed away. That's sad. Oh, and then, you know, again, I I hate to always start with sad news, but, I mean, like, a lot of times that's kind of the top story. So Bruce Bruce Willis, I mean, we knew that he they came Retired. out not that long ago. Yeah, yeah they, like because he had like aphasia, like he was having trouble. Yeah, it was like a degenerative mental disorder. Yeah. Like so now he's like he officially diagnosed with dementia. So Oh wow, that sucks. I mean How old is he? 
offhand. Like he is he up way more up there than I realized. Is he, he like no, in he's his only 70s? sixty-seven. He's only sixty-seven. So he's not That's still young. That, yeah. that is young for like dementia. I mean, yeah, you know, like people die young of like heart attacks and cancer and all that. But like dementia in your, you know, even in your late 60s, that's that's pretty young for that. Because assuming that your body's healthy, you can go on for a long time. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know. dementia is yeah. not not a, I mean, not that cancer or heart attacks are great either. But I mean, yeah. dementia can last for a long time. And it can be very difficult on the family. I know. I know one person well who has dementia. That's my girlfriend's grandfather. And it's funny because if you don't know any better, he just seems. I know it sounds weird, but he just seems forgetful. Now I know that sounds stupid to say, "Oh, dementia, forgetful." Yeah, but like he doesn't seem. He he still knows what everyone is. Still is going on. The only thing where it's like sometimes, oh hey, he wants to watch the Giants game. Yeah. Well, the Giants have been playing football in a month and a half at least. Um, so he'll just put on a football game and he'll just watch the Giants game. <laughs> he doesn't care what game you put on. It could be from any generation ever. But as long as the Giants game on, he's comfortable. Yeah. And then at my friend's house nearby, his neighbor is 90 years old and she has dementia. And hers is to the point where she doesn't know who people are. So we'll be hanging out in the backyard at night and she is screaming, telling her husband of 50 plus years at least, to get out of the house. She doesn't know who he is. So, you know, dementia is definitely a no joke scenario. But I mean, if you, if you take your medicine and I mean, I imagine he's got the money to afford the best top of line medicine, you know, you could definitely also slow it down. So, I mean, I don't know how that is going to be effective with the, uh, what's it called? Aphasia. I don't say phasia, but aphasia, aphasia. Yeah. I mean, I would think if he was, I think they're probably related and probably the aphasia, was just yeah, like it leads into yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so I think you're like you said, you know, at, at best today, they can slow the progression, like yeah. they can't make it better, they can just slow it down. Like I mean, it's tough. I mean, yeah, my my mom had dementia, uh, my wife's grandfather had dementia, and I mean, he and he was talking about like being healthy, like he was physically healthy as a horse but i mean you know yeah he didn't quite know who people were anymore but he was still generally a happy guy i think when it really gets to be difficult if if they're having memory issues and you know they're not happy they're mad or or they don't know like you said you know she's trying to throw out her husband because she doesn't know what's going on and the confusion causes anger and frustration and then it becomes a big challenge so anyway i you know godspeed to mr bruce willis absolutely Uh, i mean uh Somebody tweeted the other day uh, uh, regarding the story, you know, David Addison from the show Moonlighting. Now, you've probably never seen Moonlighting. I'm sure you've never seen Moonlighting. You're probably not Absolutely. even aware that there was a show called Moonlighting. I, I actually do know there was a show called Moonlighting. I don't know any context. <laughs> but I do know for some reason in my brain that it was a show that existed. So Moonlighting, first of all, it was probably one of the earliest examples of like a show that went meta. Like, they Mm -hmm. would break the fourth wall. They would look at, you know, talk to the camera. Um, There was a lot of trouble at at, at the time of, like, the writer not getting the scripts ready in time. So, like, the show wouldn't air. Like, they just wouldn't have a show because they didn't have a script in time. So, they didn't uh, film the episode on time or whatever. And, like, they would literally say, like, the characters would say, well, we didn't even have a show last week. I mean, like, so, like, they totally just would have random lines like that as if the characters knew they were in a TV show, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, so Bruce Willis played 
uh, David Addison, who was a private detective. And the premise of the show is that uh, Maddie Hayes, who was played by Sybil Shepard, she was a fashion model whose uh, like accountant like screwed her over and stole all her money. And mm-hmm. so she was totally broke. And like the only thing that was left of all of her holdings was like ownership of the Blue Moon Detective Agency, which was, you know, she just owned it as a, a business. That happened to be like the only thing that was left. So she just went and, you know, having nothing else to do because she was broke, started working as a private detective with David Addison. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, it's will they won't let the, you know, there's a, you know, a romance that gets dragged out for a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. But David Addison is just, you know, smart and goofy and sarcastic and, you know, like my hero. Like I wanted to be that quick with a joke and always funny and, but an also always, you know, like coming out on top in the, in the situation or whatever. Again, David Addison is like a hero character and that, you know, to me, you know, that's the kind of person that I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. And then when, you know, it was time for Die Hard. You know, they're like, oh, there's no way this kind of B-list TV actor, you know, from a from a kind of a rom-com kind of show can go and become, uh, you know, an action star, right? Yeah. So that was the whole thing is Die Hard was never supposed to work, but then it did. Still not a Christmas movie. You know, I saw a thing that he actually officially said that, like on some celebrity roast, which which disappoints me that Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie. I think it is. Um, so yeah, so so I mean, there's been a lot of stories about Bruce Willis in the news in the last few months, and I kind of had been putting them off to the side. Um, did you see a couple of months ago that like a story came out that Bruce Willis had sold his rights to deepfake him, mm-hmm. and then like immediately a couple days later. There was a story that says, no, he did not. <laughs> so, like, that, that appeared to be, like, a false story, and then the family says, says no. Um, and, and But then, it, you know, that, that's the... Then there was a bunch of stories about, de- you know, deep fake technology. It's like, okay, if... Well, first of all, you know, if he's got dementia, he probably isn't uh, suitable to make the decision at this point. Yeah. But, but I mean, that goes to the... Yeah. I don't know the word for it, but whoever's in charge, essentially. Yeah, but th- th- that comes back to the thing is like they, th- you know, when they put actors that have passed away, and they mm-hmm. use their images in commercials, like Fred Astaire, right? You know, they put him in a commercial dancing around with a vacuum, right? At, you know, at years after his death, because his family sold the rights to him. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, who's going to have the rights to a celebrity's likeness? You literally today. I mean, today you have to put in your in your will in your guidance. You know. Here's what I want done with my Facebook page, with my Instagram page. You know, here's what I want with my image. No, you can't sell it or use my voice or my image in in deepfake technology. I mean, you you have to say that because if you don't, guess what? Your family's going to go, well, he didn't say we couldn't. You know, and so, and I mean, I would go use the one one further example of Prince, right? You know, I'm a very Mm -hmm. big fan of Prince. He uh, was very protective of his music and he had, you know, vaults full of, music that he never released and he didn't release it because he didn't think it was ready or he didn't want it out in the world but he died without a will and then his family released it you know sell it make money right and so against i mean against what i'm sure would have been his wishes but they weren't in writing so therefore there's you know there's no legal standing all that stuff goes out so i mean it comes the same thing you know with 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 deep fakes um i mean it's gonna be an issue I mean, you know, look, look at the you know last season of Mandalorian with young Luke Skywalker. Obviously, Mark Hamill's involved, 
But I mean, yeah. it's gonna start happening if you didn't. Well, you didn't sign in a way that say we couldn't use the character, and we own the character of Luke Skywalker. It happens to look like you, but that's not our fault. We're gonna. But th- there will be a period of time in the future where they will have actors portraying. If if it goes the way that you know the apocalypse, not to the apocalypse, you know what I mean, like post apocalyptic uh, future Hollywood, where you know you'll have people just being. Bruce Willis in movies now. Hey, I'm now Bruce Willis. I act and walk like him, and they deep fake his face over mine, and I do Bruce Willis parts. Yeah, what's uh, stopping right. them? If, right. if, if you know, they can just do that, and then they'll make movies. They'll make you know, what if Bruce Willis and Marilyn Monroe fell in love in the seventies? Find out now on this incredible deep fake because the way technology is nowadays. I mean, you have guys on YouTube who are deep faking Luke Skywalker better than Disney. Mm-hmm. Well, did, That's a guy at home. Yeah, didn't the, didn't like the second like when we saw him at the end of the one season. Yeah, like that was what they did, and then somebody did it better, and they brought in yeah. that guy for season yeah. two, right? Yeah, or for the uh, yeah whatever episode it was. I don't know if it was season. It two was like for Mandalorian, and then in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, the end of season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. So, I mean, also but, this is Geeks of TNG. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll, we'll we'll catch that in a second. I we always dive into that that uh, the first story too much. The um, <laughs> the oh no, see you're right now. You threw me because we haven't done we haven't done the deep fake. Yet. So deep fake stuff and uh, Luke and yeah the. They also have the the audio technology now too, like the the deep fake audio, oh, yeah. right? So now they can yeah. so they can do the voice. Well, so, and so the... that's what the guy for Darth Vader, did. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. James Earl Jones, and he did sell his the rights, right? They're like just recreate yeah. it digitally. I'm out, pay me whatever, and yeah. then I don't have to do Darth Vader's voice anymore. You guys just do it. Yeah. Now they have Darth Vader's voice in perpetuity for all time. Yeah. And, and I mean, so it, it it is it is what it is. But... I, I wonder what the rights are like. You know, like. It's not a trademark. I wonder how that works. If I buy your voice, how long do I have your voice? Well, I'm sure it's is there the is there like a statute? Yeah, is it public just domain. like when does your voice fall into the public domain? At some point, exactly. The Darth Vader no, voice will be in the public yes. domain. Is that something that can fall public domain though? A voice, <laughs> like a sound. You get what I'm saying? Like, is the Wilhelm scream in the public domain? I mean. Yeah, because the movies are going into the public domain, right? Yeah. So a movie that's in the public domain, therefore any sound from that movie, any part of that movie yeah. is in the public domain. So whenever the Wilhelm scream, whatever the first movie it was in, you can isolate it and put it out there, right? Yeah. Now, I could be wrong, and if you're a copyright lawyer, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can also follow us on all the social medias, right? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Geeksoftng in all of those places. You want to just have a conversation with us, go over to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash geeksoftng. Just a dollar a month, you can have access to the show's private Discord server where we can all chitty chat it up over there. At three bucks a month, you get access to the early bird special. So as soon as we're done recording the episode and I get it edited, uh, put some uh, duct tape on it. Uh, yeah, send that out to the Patreons <laughs> along with the prep sheet. Okay. What is it, Prep Sheet 5000 now? Prep Sheet 5000. Uh, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round, right? You get the uh, vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff and uh, then whatever other bonus shows we do, like the Sandwich Shop. 
Uh, and then for $10 a month, you get to watch the show on the Instagram lives when Kev uh, returns from Toy Rehab. Yep. I, th- I think he's almost done with his uh, program. I think that... Uh, yeah, we should be soon. running down soon, you know. Stopped I saw him the other day. It was it went good, you know. He didn't ask too many questions of, of Toy Rehab. It was nice seeing my friend. That's good. Uh, let's see. So, so yeah, the, I guess the last thing on the... Uh, Uh, on the the deep fake thing, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the the the, uh, the South Park guys, uh, yeah. they got twenty million in funding for their deep fake visual effects studio. So I mean, yes. it's it's the next it's the next thing. Did did I? I don't know if I talked with you about it already on here. Did I talk to you about the movie Looker? No. So in the I think maybe it was in the eighties. It might have been the late seventies. But this was a movie that I watched on like you know Showtime when I was a kid. It, it you know it was constantly on. I watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it starred Albert Finney, right? So that's Daddy Warbucks from okay, or um, or the main lawyer from Aaron Brockovich, probably more. Have you seen Aaron Brockovich? No, no. Oh, have you seen Annie? Yes. Okay. So Daddy Warbucks, Albert Finney. Anyway, the movie's Looker. The it also starred uh, Susan Day from the Partridge Family, which again probably doesn't mean anything to you. But the premise of the movie was they had supermodels, and they would you know have the supermodels like wear the clothing or do whatever it was. But then when they would uh, have the computer analyze the model, like walking down the runway or doing whatever, like they would be like a ten. But as soon as they started moving, they weren't perfect anymore. So mm-hmm. they would recreate the supermodel in the computer, and then they would always be perfect. The computer could keep them at the perfect proportions or whatever. It's like Photoshop or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so the digital version, which now today would be like a deep fake or a, a, a CGI. This was way before CGI was a, a known uh, yeah. technology. So that was, the, that was the premise of the movie, and they would buy the body rights to these supermodels, and then... But they wouldn't pay them like a lump sum. It was just for the rest of your life, we'll pay you. And then mm-hmm. the supermodels were just dropping dead, right? So, yeah. you know, so the, the mystery was, you know, who's killing supermodels? Why are they killing supermodels? And that was the reason, right? It, it comes back to, to the company. And there's some other like real, there's a completely separate sci-fi uh, like gadget that has nothing to do with the, the deep fake premise, that that's in there too so it's like it's two separate like they don't it, it's it's just really we- a weird combination of two different ideas that they kind of mushed together because if you just did you could just do the deep fake idea today and it would totally make sense right yes and but then the, the other half of it is there's a thing called the looker device and it flashes like a strobe light in your eye and it just and it just makes you like freeze for a minute like like you just like you just won't realize that time has passed right huh. And so that's how they were using the looker device to like steal things and get into places is they would flash you in the eyes and then it would be like two minutes later and you just wouldn't even realize what would happen, what was happening. And that's the other half of the premise, which doesn't have anything to do with the other half. Yeah. I'm like, oh, any correlation is None. It, it, like those, those were just two technologies that were developed by the company that was killing the supermodels or whatever. Anyway, uh, I watched that movie a ton of times, but it's like, I feel like that's so that the other half of that story is so appropriate with all the deep fake stuff going on right now so anyway we should do this maybe geek stuff what's in the news uh it's time for the dave bautista story of the week 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about him like every week. He is all over the place. I think right after we said, you, you said he was number three, right? You got, yes. You got, you think John Cena is the best wrestler turned actor. And then The Rock. Oh, uh, yeah. I think John Cena and then The Rock. And then, and, and then Bautista. Well, an article came out where they said, let's face it, Dave Bautista is the best former wrestling actor. So somebody else actually said uh, that we have to admit that he's the best. I mean, he is doing like more diverse parts. He's not just like doing action roles and he's not mm-hmm. like doing like, you know, uh, the Tooth Fairy or, you know, like other than, other than My Spy, which, you know, was kind of an act an action comedy it wasn't like a kids movie like yeah you know like the other ones um but the, but he's also uh in talks for uh, a game of thrones kind of spin-off show with mila jovovich so i mean it's just we just Did they say for what or they just said like just a another a spinoff in the universe somewhere it's, it says movie inspired by one of the short stories like the game of thrones short story mm, cool Game of Thrones, just real quick. Uh, I would love for them, I guess, to expand upon it. I mean, I because I don't know if George R R R R R R Mountain Mountain Matt Martin George R R Mountain George Mountain. He's big looking mountain. Um, you know, I don't know how much uh you know he'll expand on the universe, considering he really isn't. He can't even finish the universe. Just finish the universe first. Uh, I I would love for that universe to continue in some capacity, only because you know I do like the uh, the political climate of it. I guess is the way I'm going to. It's a political thing, you know. So I always liked that aspect of it. Um, I don't know. To me, again, yes, it depends on how the books end. But as far as the politics of it, season seven ruined that because mm-hmm. yeah, because if you're following the politics, then who's the rightful king of the seven kingdoms? Yeah, it's John, John Snow, and then and then the, he just right respectfully fucked off. Yeah, uh, and and they make it brand the bro. So yeah, so I mean, like it's like if to me, if it would have come back around where oh everybody knows that John's the son of Aegon or whoever whoever the the Mad King was, then that then that makes him the rightful king, and then they wrap it up with well everybody has to agree that he's the rightful king, right? And they just move on like that would have been. Like, well, I guess, I mean, again, but George R.R. R. Martin doesn't write like that, right? Like, he doesn't have an ending in mind. He well, said he would that, need to write to write like that, but yes. Yeah, which is true. But, but I mean, I, I guess maybe it wouldn't be a great ending because it's what you would expect to happen. But, I like, you know, if I look back at, you know, legends and myths and archetypes, right? Well, you know, why was Arthur the one that could pull the sword out of the stone? Because he was the one that was supposed to be the king, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was the rightful heir, I think, in fact, is why he could pull the sword from the stone. So, you know, my, my point being that, you know, you set up a rightful king through all of this story, and then you don't make that person the king in the end? That that was a little disappointing, but maybe that was just me. If I'm he, wrong he, about he that... He chooses a weird younger brother. Yeah, his, yeah, who, who didn't do anything until the last 10 minutes of the of the show, right? Who didn't really do anything just at all. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm wrong, call the GVM line and tell me. We love to be told we're wrong. 201-730-2547. Back to Batista, though. Mm-hmm. Because that's where all this came from. Gosh darn Batista. Um, I mean, maybe. maybe. I mean, he, he is doing more diverse things, for sure. You know, The Rock is typecast. John Cena is kind of typecast. You know, Batista kind of is able to do more still, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he, he, they're all going to be cast as some version of 
big strong man. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're big strong men. Um, but Batista does, I think, have he's had more different options for that. So it's cool to see where that develops or where that turns into. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 down for it. Um let's see. Over in the box office, I, I just was checking the box office before the show, and I was shocked to see that first of all, the number one movie wasn't Avatar, and then I was even more shocked by what the number one movie was, a Magic Mike sequel. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I so I found out that existed because I was like, I what was it? I was looking up, I think, and you can make fun of me if you want. I was like, what's Channing Tatum doing? So like, I haven't seen him do anything in a minute. And then it came up that there was a new Magic Mike movie with him and like Salma Hayek. I was like, she's in that movie. And they made another movie? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I think maybe I remember one article that they were working on a Magic Mike sequel, but like, I didn't see a commercial for it. I didn't see, you know, I didn't, didn't even know it was in theaters. So, and yet it was the number one movie. It is, there's nothing about it. There's nothing showing that exists. Like, I didn't even get like a, like at least in the Super Bowl, like whenever movies come, I feel like there's some kind of like Super Bowl ad about it or something like that. And it's not like it was made by like some independent company. I think an actual company made the movie. Yeah. Who, who knows? You know, it's funny. There's a couple of Channing Tatum articles too. Uh, it said that he turned down G.I. Joe seven times <laughs> before they like made him like he like did not want to do the G.I. Joe movie. There you go. Um, and I guess well, he, he died in the in one of them. Well, I think, I think that like he, basically he kept turning it down. And then he's like, "Fine, I'll do it. Just kill me off so that you can't ask me to do it again." Kind of like Harrison Ford with Star Wars, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll play Han Solo one more time, but you got to kill me like midway through the movie so I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> I want to be able to go home. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so let's see the, uh, and then also apparently he's working. Uh, he has the rights to uh, Ghost, the Patrick Swayze movie. So we may see a remake of that starring Mr. Channing Channing Tatum at some point. Exciting. That's um, what we need. Yeah. Did, did did we talk about? Is this the first one since the Super Bowl? Or did we talk after the Super Bowl? Uh, wasn't the Super Bowl this Sunday? Wasn't this, this past Sunday? It was just this, was past this past Sunday. Sunday. So we haven't even talked yeah. since the Super Bowl. Should we should we do should we do Super Bowl ads for a minute? Well, no. Let's do <laughs> let's do before we do Super Bowl ads. Let's do other trailers that I didn't see during the Super Bowl because we watched it right before the show. Yep, the Tetris trailer. The We're gonna Tetris make a whole movie. Like again, you think, oh, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a movie of Tetris. It's got some guy moving like squares around and making them fit into his. It's about it's about a, a young man in New Jersey trying to fit all of his friends' toys into a storage unit. Tetris, coming this fall. No? Oh, you're muted. And then I was muted, and I was agreeing, and I was talking, and this mic is very sensitive. But yeah, no, Tetris is is my life. Um, I saw, quick aside, uh, we went on a unit adventure the other day, and we saw a 1928 Chevy. 28? Deed. 28 Chevy. Um, it was some guys. He bought it from someone else for like $5,500. Oh my God. And the thing still ran and it was beautiful in great condition. Now it had obviously been worked on to maintain and update it, but this car was gorgeous. It was amazing. I'd never seen nothing like it. In real life, it looked like one of those cars you would see in the old mob movies where you got yeah. like 
Johnny the trombone standing on the left side right, with a Tommy you, gun. Yeah, you stand on the on the running boards on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. can picture it. I can picture it. That's awesome. It was one of those kind of cars. It was so gorgeous. So that's that that was the cool part about working at the unit on a weekend. Uh was seeing the Chevy. Not the actual work at the unit, but seeing the Chevy was cool. Uh <laughs> but yeah, no, the Tetris movie, going back to the show, because we do have a show. Um Looks way more intense than when you tell me they're making a movie about Tetris. Because the when I was informed they're making it, there's a Tetris trailer. Have you seen it yet? I'm like, oh no, I haven't seen it yet. And then I start watching the trailer, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be like a quirky because Taron Egerton, or however you say his name, is the main character. He's the guy who I guess is trying to bring Tetris to America. Um, I didn't realize how intense that process must have been, but the trailer makes it seem like it's an entire, it was an entire thing to get Tetris to America. Like life and death, uh, going yeah. to going to Soviet, you know, Soviet yeah. Russia in the in the early eighties. You know, Gorbachev is there, and there's like a fat Richard Nixon. I think for a second, it looked like Richard Nixon. I could be wrong. No, that would be that would be um, yeah. It's after after Nixon because uh, it would be the. Early there's 80s. just a, there's a fat white guy who's American, so I just assumed it was Nixon because it, it looked like he had a Nixon face. Um, I could totally be wrong though. Anyways, the point is, um, it's a period piece. It looks cool, and it looks way more intense than I thought it would be. And I'm excited for the idea of. A really intense Tetris movie. Wait till they do the Donkey Kong film. Donkey, that'll Kong. blow everyone's mind. King of Kong. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, oh, I mean, that would. I like King of Kong. I've never seen it. There, oh, because there's that guy. I forget his name. But if you mention his name and tell and remind everyone that he's a cheating piece of shit, he sues you. <laughs> so he just sues people. The King of Kong. The, he he. He is known as a cheater. He awarded himself like gamer of the year one year. All of his high scores are bullshit. He can never recreate any of them. And did and Cartoon Network made fun of him sort of in a show. And he sued Cartoon Network. And they're like, hey, just because it vaguely looks like you doesn't mean it is you. If you think it's you, that's on you. And like he made a mockery of everything. And he just sues people left and right for making fun of him. Hmm. Um I can't think of his name, but oh my God. So he is such a sad but and i'm gonna sound such a mean person for one second he's a sad person it's fun to make fun of him oh don't mention his name that way he can't sue uh, you know that's why i didn't say i didn't say his you know that's why i didn't say his name because if i mention it the podcast will be sued and it'll be sandwich's fault and if the podcast gets sued because of sandwich i am going in the unit in pieces suddenly (laughs) the geek stuff empire was brought down by a lawsuit started when the sandwich mentioned the king of kong's real name um yeah. Okay. So let's do let's do this other Super Bowl ads. Um, since we're talking about uh, trailers, what I don't like is most of the trailers were a teaser with a QR code, and then it said go watch the real trailer somewhere else. So I'm watching a commercial for another commercial. Basically, they're giving yep. you homework. And I'm like, no, I'm here now <laughs> to watch the commercials. Don't give me homework. I'm not going to go watch commercials on my own time. I only have to watch commercials because they're in the middle of the game. That's the price you pay to watch television, which is why nobody watches television anymore. And they want us to go take a QR code and go watch another trailer somewhere else. No, I refuse. Um, If they came up, I'd find them. But otherwise, yeah, there are a lot of teasers for trailers. So such as, right, like it was, um, I mean, so there was a, a teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yep. Right. That said, go watch the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Uh, I honestly thought that the um, that the trailer for the Nike Air movie was yeah. a commercial for Nike Airs and not a real movie, but it's a real movie. <laughs> I'm like, yes. you're kidding. I'm like that. 
Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. I'm like, there's no way those two are doing a movie together about making shoes. It's got to be a bit, right? But no, it's yeah. a real movie. So that, yeah, that no, was a movie. shock to me. Um, I don't know. Was it what other trailers were there in there? So oh, the they Flash. had the Flash. The Flash. So DC. I will credit DC with this. I don't know if I've done it on the show before. DC is excellent at making super appealing trailers. <laughs> DC knows the best way to show you the only good parts of their entire hour and a half movies. <laughs> Those three minute trailers, they love to give you all of the highlights to draw you in. These will be the best parts of the movie. It's like the trailer from Medellin in uh, Entourage. Did you watch Entourage? No. So you're aware of the HBO show Entourage. Yes. Right. And so the main guy made a movie. Basically, he made, uh, oh, what's the one that uh, Pedro Pascal did about the drug lord right before he... Uh, oh, Narcos. Narcos. So that cartel is called the Medellin Cartel. And so the character in Entourage made a film about that character, you know, and, and that cartel called Medellin. And the movie sucked. Like, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. Um but they put to, but they got some guy that made a really badass trailer and they went to like the film festival and they sold it and they made a truckload of money and then the people that bought it like watched the movie and they're like this movie's a piece of shit so like that was the premise of the thing so it's like that's uh that's that's DC right yeah the movie yeah. sucks but make a good trailer people are going to go see it no the tra- the trailer for this movie for the flash movie it looks appealing it looks cool and you know it's funny too you know for half a second i caught myself thinking like oh this guy for the Flash, it's pretty good. And I'll be, I was like, wait, no, this guy's a piece of human garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It's like it's it's you know you have to make decisions. I don't believe that I'll go see it in the theaters, but I want to see freaking uh, Michael Keaton as as Batman. I mean, you know, yeah. and the, the, the eighty nine Batmobile and the eighty nine Batcave. I want to see all that really bad, and the price that I have to pay is to put up with piece of human garbage as the flash. Right. And it's like, you, you can, in some way you can tie that back to, well, I don't, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a little different than all the controversy with the Harry Potter game. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the, the thing there is, well, I mean, no, I I really, it, it isn't different. Me choosing to go see this movie and support this movie or even watching it on streaming or whatever it, it, to some degree, is condoning Ezra Miller's behavior, right? If I really was of solid moral standing and could, I would just say, yeah, as much as I love Michael Keaton, I'm not going to see that movie because Ezra Miller's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't know, then I guess all of the bad things that have come out about all the people recently, it's like, well, then, you know, eventually you kind of lose everything because all people yeah, end up so, being I mean, bad. you know, I, all these things about Tim Allen are bad, but when they told me that Toy Story 5 might be coming out in the future... I'm sorry, but he might have shown his dick to Pamela Anderson. I'm not denying that. But when Buzz Lightyear and Woody go on an adventure again together, I will be there. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it. I think <sighs> ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. I, I miss the days when you just didn't know who was a horrible person and who was a good person, and you just watched your content and didn't worry about it. And now, yeah. now there is a moral dilemma <laughs> with 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 the content that you consume, whether it's video games or movies or books or yeah. whatever. And that's, that's, it's rough. So were there any other, any other trailers that uh, you remember? 
Like nothing really stood out to me now that I'm also thinking about it though. Like I'm trying to think. So, like I've seen stuff since the Super Bowl that have come out. You know, like they put out a, a poster for the Marvels showing yeah. all like, you know, uh what's your name? What's uh Monica Rambo's character? Uh, ca- uh, uh that's Captain Marvel. No. Is Photon? Photon. Photon, yeah. Photon, Captain Marvel, and Ms. Marvel all like not standing next to each other, but standing with each other, sort of. So I saw that. But I'm trying to think of Super Bowl commercials that really affected us. Nothing really stood out from what I can remember. Let's see. Okay, so as we as we go through, uh, are you are how are you a uh, Caddyshack fan? Have you seen Caddyshack? Yes. All right. So, what did you think of the Caddyshack ad? Did you see that one? I'm trying to think of it. And they had Serena was- Serena Williams and. Uh, Several people just kind of reenacting scenes from Caddyshack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was all right. I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, but I, I I, said they got me. You know, I liked it, you know, and, and I saw other people saying, oh, that was like a travesty, you know, Michelob Ultra. But, I mean, you know, and then they ha- they actually had the one guy from Caddyshack was in it. Um, so they had one original actor from Caddyshack reprise his role there. Uh, let's see. How about the Dunkin' Donuts one with Ben Affleck? With ben oh, yeah, Affleck. that was that was funny-ish. See, but I felt like it's they're just ripping off the Casey Affleck SNL sketch. Do you remember that one? No. It was supposed to be there were Dunkin' commercials, but they were supposed to be kind of like man on the street Dunkin' commercials. Like mm-hmm. we're interviewing people here in a Dunkin' Donuts, and then Casey Affleck was just this average Boston guy, like smoking a cigarette. Like he's just got his arm out the window, out the door. He's like in the Dunkin' Donuts, but he's like got his arm out the door holding a cigarette. So he's drinking his coffee, and then he just like sticks his head out the door to smoke a cigarette. And it was just an SNL bit. So like having Ben Affleck and J Lo uh, show up, it just felt like a ripoff of that. Um, so they they also had the Indiana Jones trailer. Oh yeah. Um, I thought that was fine. Um. I don't know. I I kind of don't care that much about this Indiana Jones anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm just I've fallen off on the on the Indiana Jones bandwagon. But like, well, I mean, you know, four, so old, four was problematic. Like, four was not. I mean, it wasn't problematic. It wasn't great, right? The yeah, King wasn't. Nicholas goal wasn't great. Um, like I I I'm not. I'm not gonna. Think I'm a huge fan of the first three, but the fourth fourth one was not great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I you know what I it's the funny thing that I thought when I saw the commercial the, the the trailer was at some point he you know Harrison Ford Indiana Jones has the line, I don't know, are you still a Nazi? And I'm just waiting for the ad for the for the reaction to be when did Indiana Jones get woke? Like that's what I was expecting to see uh after that. Like it's like no, he's always hated Nazis. You know, it's not woke to hate Nazis, but okay. Anyway, I was just waiting for that response. I'm surprised I didn't see it. Yeah. So there was um, that. There was the there was that Fast and Furious trailer, of course, with Momoa as yeah. the bad guy. Um, I definitely remember being at my uh, my friend's house watching the, the game. They're like, "Is this a commercial for the movie or is this fake?" I'm like, "No, this is this is real. <laughs> this is a real commercial." Um, yeah. oh, so, so speaking, and that was kind of it. Speaking of Vin, he is also going to do another Riddick movie. So. Uh, you know, Ooh, Riddick. how long has it, it been like it's been a while since it, like so he did pitch black then he didn't yes. do the sequel no and then yeah. he came back and did like chronicles of riddick right like that was what he was known for early on was like he's in fast and furious then he's not in fast and furious 2 and then he uh wait 
and he shows up at a cameo in three and then he's back from four on right yeah. like he was known for like kicking off a franchise and then like disappearing and then they put him back in so because he did the same thing it's, with triple x 10 right? years he does triple x and then he yeah. bails and then they bring an ice cube for the, the sequel and whatever so uh so yeah so another riddick movie i mean at this point yeah now vin diesel can kind of if he's in it it's going to make money i mean it's kind of he's got the name recognition <laughs> hey, hey listen if there are any fast and furious he's got time you know yeah uh, do you see the and then I don't know if if Groot will be around. I can't imagine Groot's a super demanding role. <laughs> yeah, he and just he can do that. He has he only has to do it once, and then they just replay it, yeah. right? Uh, let's see. There was the the clueless commercial for, uh, and I feel like that like I felt like they were using de aging technology on Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she looked like she didn't look normal. It looked like her skin looked so smooth, like they de aged her, like they did. Uh, Captain Picard in uh yeah in the X-Men movie when they when they needed Patrick Stewart to look young uh him and Ian McKellen and then they 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 de-aged them. Uh, let's see. Avocado ad with Anna Ferris, fine. Acting ads with Steve, uh Steve Martin. Uh the Stallone one was kind of weird for Paramount Plus. Yeah. You know, I mean the, the Stallone face whatever it was. Yeah, let's see. Nothing big there. Um, this, this this year kind of sucked for commercials. Yeah, the M and M's. I mean, you knew that was th- those were terrible. Like that announcement that they were getting rid of the the candies as their spokesman, and it was going to be Maya Rudolph, and then just undoing it in the Super Bowl ad. That was just dumb. That was not a a well thought right. out um, ad. Uh, let's see. Oh, that was something else. A trend that I noticed, like like team up team up commercials. There was oh, there was the beer one. The beer one, but again, all those are owned by the same company. But I still like that's a dumb. I mean, yeah, I guess if if Coke were to buy Pepsi and then all of a sudden do an ad that's oh Coke versus Pepsi, and then it, but it's because it doesn't matter. Dr. They're, just, they're just promoting sodas, right? You yeah. know, it's promoting the industry, and you know, but it it was it was weird. But of course, yeah. Then I kind of figured out, yeah, that they're all owned by the same company. But there was one, the Will Ferrell one. He's talking about electronic vehicles. And that yes. Netflix is trying to promote net electronic vehicles by putting them in their movies. But it's like, so is this an ad for GM electric vehicles or is it an ad for Netflix? But it it's both, right? So it's like, oh, okay, it costs $100 million for a Super Bowl ad. You you give me $50 million and I'll do $50 million and we'll go do we'll go in halvesies, right? That was just a weird a weird thing. There was, there was the one that I think a lot of people were upset. Not to say upset, but were like a little annoyed because there was the ad for that TV thing. <laughs> where they made they made it look like you turned off the game and switched to something. People, yeah. the people in my house that I was with were like, "Who the fuck touched the remote?" It's like, "Oh wait, no, the game was." It was a commercial. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, same with us. We're all, all hanging out in the living room, and I'm like, "Which kid has the remote?" I'm like, "I'm literally going where I see all three kids. Nobody's got a remote in their hand." I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then, yeah. and then somebody's like, "No, no, no, it's the commercial. It's the commercial." So yeah, they totally. They got us. That was Tubi, I think, is the is Something the network that, yeah. for that one. That was uh that was bad. Okay, I will not be buying Tubi because of that commercial. Yeah, screw you, you be worried. So so let me ask you this, right? Super Bowl ads are weird because all of a sudden you see the biggest name celebrities who would never lower themselves to do a normal commercial. Yes, but because it's a Super Bowl ad, they do it right. But absolutely, it just because it's got a bigger audience doesn't mean it's any less of, of a sellout, right? You just do Super Bowl ads for the money, right? Yeah. So 
that being said, the biggest sellout ad was the Uber One ad. Did you see the Uber One ad with Diddy? I probably did. It was it was Diddy. Oh yeah, it was the little he's trying to make a Yeah. And then there were like five other artists in there singing jingles for Uber One over their over their hit. So it's like how many people can we get to sell out in one commercial? And I think the Uber One uh ad definitely did that. So yeah, I mean I just that just really to me pointed out the um the sellout factor of it. Uh let's see, there was the Crown Royal ad about thanking Canada for things. <laughs> Let's see, yeah, Kevin, I mean, Kevin Bacon, like I said, electric vehicle ad. I think the commercials kind of sucked this year. Like, nothing was really re- memorable about the commercials. I like the game because, you know, I, I, you know, my, uh, my friend is an Eagles fan. So that was okay. one of the two teams that played, um, along with my sisters. They are also Eagles fans. So, you know, I, I had stakes in watching the game. So I was going to watch the game anyways. Um, but if I knew no better, it felt like a regular football game, like level of commercials. Oh yeah, nothing felt like, like oh, these are Super Bowl commercials. It's like oh, these are just commercials. Not, nothing, nothing really uh, stood out to you. What uh, so? What about the Breaking Bad one? Did you were you Breaking Bad? Did you watch Breaking yeah. Bad? Yeah. So did, what did you think about that ad? It's fine. I mean, people liked it, I guess. I think I saw people like, oh, it's great seeing them back on the screen together. It's like, I guess, but I mean, for a popcorn or that? Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. It looks like they're playing the same characters and they're acting the same way that they acted in the show, except instead of meth, it's, what is it, popcorners? Popcorners. It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, is that going to make me buy the product? No, yeah, I like to see those two guys together because I really liked that show, but I just, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just a sellout. It's just a product placement it is what it is yeah how'd you like the game were you excited go sports go yeah go sports goes you know for those who watched the game you know it was fun you know the ending was controversial for those who follow football for many reasons but it was cool to see two brothers not play against each other at the same time but have two brothers play against each other for the first time in the big sports balls so that was cool for more tune into sandwiches sports corner Podcast. When are you? When are you doing your sandwiches sports shop uh, podcast? Oh, what? See, they said that, but then they're like, I mean, I don't know because we need to get the equipment and stuff. But we, so we all have mics. We all literally have the same kind of mic. So I mean, the mic can work. Evidently, it's worked because I've been using this mic for a little while now. But you know, no one wants to produce because I refuse to produce. (laughs) I'm not producing for those. My best friends. I've known them for a long time. Those fucking idiots um i'm not producing for them part of my french because i refuse because i am comfortable in this third chair if i had to produce a show i imagine i could produce a show but if we are starting something they're like well um you know i have tech experience and dom does a show though so dom should produce like no you have tech my friend does tech things you (laughs) produce you work with this stuff I do this. I, you know what I get to do? I get to log into my computer, show up, and leave. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I have to like then cobble this thing together into something that uh, I can upload and all that. But, yeah, yeah anyway. that's why we thank Scott. You know, yeah. Scott's wonderful. I'm very appreciative of Scott. Scott's done a lot for the uh, show. There was some Doesn't upload problem or not. last uh, last week. Somebody hit me up on. And the, you know what? Scott fixed it. Yeah, I fixed Scott it. Scott is a fixer and a doer, yeah. and we appreciate 
West Coast Scott on this program. We'll make much. it happen. It's not said enough. Oh, thank you. That's right. I need. I needed that. I need. I need a little pat on the back. Uh, I mean, because I really what it is. I, I miss the abuse from Kevin yelling at me about stuff. So you know, do, do you want to yell at me about something for a little bit? Maybe we'll do that during the break. You can just yell at me about yeah. the quality I'll, I'll, of the show. I'll, 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 I'll point out things and I'll make it a, a talk for a little while. The levels are. And shit. I'll ask you for financial advice. <laughs> that that bumper's too long. The, the the it takes too long. Get into it. Get into it. Put more explosions in. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's do let's do some production casting news before we before we hit break the, the break here. Um, I wanted to say uh, there's going to be a sequel to Gladiator, Ridley Scott Gladiator. Now is it, is it just like uh, later in the point of the like in the universe? I guess. Wait, did they it, both die? I mean, didn't he? I mean, Joaquin Phoenix's character he killed him, right? He kills Joaquin Phoenix's character for sure. And then he dies, and he goes. He goes to the field of reeds with his family, and it's a beautiful scene. And he's, you know, he's he, this nice music and stuff. That he falls dead. He got poisoned and stabbed at the same time. Right. Okay. So it says here, um, they're not replacing Russell Crowe's Maximus from the first film, who died. Uh, he's playing Lucius, the son of Lucilla, who is now a grown man. So that must have been his wife in the show, right? So the wife and kid died. It was Joaquin Phoenix's wife. Remember Joaquin Phoenix's wife? Was that Lucilla? Had the hots. Had the hots. Yeah, had the hots for Russell Crowe and had that kid. Okay. And, oh, so the and, kid and then, is grown up. Yeah. Yeah, All because right. Russell Crowe's uh, wife and kid. That's a big thing. My name is Max Meridius. Yeah. So uh, uh, husband to a murdered wife, father to a murdered son. Yeah. And I will have my revenge. So yeah. So Ridley Scott. Sequel. How long has it been since Gladiator was on? It's been a while. But again, I mean, really, it's it's a continuation. It's none of the characters from the original. This is now the grown up kids yeah. of people in the original. Really. Well, the grown up kid because everyone else. I don't think everyone else died. Actor, but yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. else is dead. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to Gladiator came out in 2005. Yeah. Huh? 2000. So it's been 23 years. Wow, that's a long time. I didn't realize Gladiator was that long ago. Let's see. I mean, I I, I like Gladiator. I, I I think it could have been fine just saying like oh you know we're doing a movie, a Roman movie. I don't know. You get attached to Gladiator, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. that was originally the story of that uh, of that cannibal, Gladiator. <laughs> All right, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> but hold on, I think I have that. Do you have a Badunts Kenobi? Oh, you bastard! <laughs> Hello there. You did it because you knew I was changing my soundboards. God damn it. Um, yeah, all right. So then now we don't get the bum bum. Uh, Henry Cavill and Guy Ritchie are making a World War II pick called Ministry. Cool. Let's see. Uh, uh, now, have you watched the John Wick films? Uh, yes. I have seen them. Oh, did, did they? No, the trailer for the fourth one has been out for a little while, I think. Yeah, but they're making a like a spinoff series mm-hmm. with Anna de Aramis. And I, I think uh, it's called Ballerina. Oh, cool! And then, and then uh, Norman Reedus is going to be like the male, the male lead in it. I think so. You know, Daryl cool. from uh... Ana de Armas, or you pronounce her name. She is gorgeous, and she is someone I feel like people don't appreciate for being how gorgeous she is, and also a talented actress. But um, what she, was she in last? She, she was, was she in, in the that, Blade. She was in that movie Blonde, right? The that was the Marilyn Monroe movie. Was her right? I think she she was in that. I remember she was in War Dogs. I'm pretty sure. That was a movie that that I like a lot. Um, I think she was one of the holograms in Blade Runner. 
whatever you call those things in the last Blade Runner film. Right. I think was, was um, she was she like his girlfriend hologram or just one of the big holograms? Not. I think it was the girlfriend hologram. So it was actually yeah, she actually played his his girlfriend. I mean his yeah kind of girlfriend. I, I don't I've never seen Blade Runner. I'll be honest, so I don't know the context of what she was, but I know she was a hologram of some sort that was AI efficient or whatever the hell man, you call it. Man, she's been in a few movies with uh, uh, what's his name from Blade Runner two? Gillis? No, the no, no the, the handsome guy. The handsome guy. Yeah, why can't I think of his name? Um, you, you'll know the handsome guy. You saw him. You know he. He's handsome. You know him. You know the guy. Ryan Gosling. He's named Ryan, after a baby yeah. goose. Yes. Um, you know, so speaking of Blade Runner, right? Uh, another Ridley Scott film. Uh, so yeah, so she was in Blonde. She was in a movie called Deep Water with Ben Affleck. Knock Knock, Blade Runner, The Gray Man, Knives Out, No Time to Die. So she's, yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, I haven't seen Blonde, the, the Marilyn Monroe movie. I heard it was good, but like pretty harsh. I mean, like like an unflinching look at how uh, kind of taken advantage of and abused Marilyn Monroe was, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, again, if, if they can capture the action of John Wick and just keep that going, I feel like the John Wick universe, people people dig the universe, right? Just Absolutely. keep and, that and, kind of you know, action going. Norman Reedus is an actor who I, I appreciate him a lot, and I think he should be used more. You know, he's getting up there in age a little bit too. I think he's about in his upper forties, fifties. So, I mean, yeah, he could still do action for a little while longer, you know, cause with Hollywood, you know, you can kind of extend the action life of actors, you know, well into their sixties. I feel like maybe in the seventies, Indiana Jones is, uh, you know, 80 years old at this point. Right. Yeah. But he broke his arm and was out for like months. <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I said sixties. You're not breaking your arm out for a long time age at that point. Harrison Ford, or as bad. Oh, my bones. Uh, but, uh, Tom Cruise can like just break his ankle and still run out the rest of the scene. And then, uh, you know, let's get the take. I'm just going to run on a broken ankle and then we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a fucking lunatic. He was, he was a Scientologist. That's why he's not a real person. (laughs) He's got that Scientology strength. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, let's see other casting news. So Michael Jackson's nephew. Jafar Jackson is being cast to play him in a biopic about uh, Michael Jackson. That, that was coming soon. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. Yeah, let's see. What That'll else? be interesting. Uh, how do we feel about another Cloverfield film? I haven't seen any of the Cloverfield films. So what I like about the Cloverfield universe is like... So like cl- the Cloverfield movie, and I think the other one... I, I think there might be two more in it, but I know at least one more. There's like Cloverfield Lane... Right. They were very much like tangentially like this is a monster movie. The other one was like, yeah, there's a monster outside, but this is about like a psychological thing about the guy you're in a bunker with right. who was a bit of a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Um. So I like that about the universe so far where they've done a great job of just portraying different themes of horror. Well, And then wasn't there the Cloverfield paradox, right? Wasn't that the other one? Wasn't that like that, a, That's what it was. I forget. Like, I, I know nothing about that one. Yeah, I never said that was like a... Like they announced it and released it, like like nobody even knew what it was. It was just yeah, and it was and it felt like I don't know. So yeah, so if you know more about the Cloverfield uh, universe, uh, give us a call on the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. All right, um, yeah, and with that, I think we should we should take a break. Um, 
Well, that will take episode 710. Don't forget about Bruce Willis. To a break. <laughs> uh, the way we take some shows to break by saying, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff, TNG, directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Ridley Scott. I'm director of the Blade Runner. More human than human is our motto. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It's not an easy thing to meet your maker.
stuff. TNG. Live from the sandwich shop in Pi Day Studios in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up. Oh, by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right, let's uh, let's start off segment two with uh, a, a little more celebrity news. Uh, did you see Mr. Johnny Favs got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Nice. Yeah. So it's good. Are they running out of stars yet? Did they? Is there? Or do we have more space? Do there's we need a, more space? There's a lot of streets in Hollywood. They could they could put them a long way. Yeah. So like it's because I've only been to it once, and that was like four years ago. Almost no, almost four years ago at this point. Um, is it just one street? Or is it? It's it's the whole like area. Like like no, it's not like an in a straight line. It's the the yeah. the sidewalks in I don't know how many blocks. Every other, you know, every other one is a star, and they could re- literally put I mean, it they anywhere got, they want. Yeah, they got plenty of. Sh- LA is big enough; <laughs> they can make it work. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it is fun to walk around there, and you know, you see people that you, oh, I know this guy, I know this guy, and then it's you know Art Mooney, all right? Yeah. <laughs> do you know who Art Mooney is? I do know do that name, and reference? I remember seeing this. Art Mooney, stupid! Come on, you can get it. You can get it. I feel bad. I don't know this right now, but I know I know I know that, but I just can't. It's from Ford Fairlane, rock and roll detective, and so they were. Uh, the only clue he got from the person that was dying, she said Art Mooney. He knew he was looking for Art Mooney, and the whole show, the whole movie, he's trying to figure out Art Mooney, and then he ends up at the Capitol Records building, right, which is you know right there in Hollywood, and then on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he falls down, and the star that he's looking at is Art Mooney. <laughs> and then you pre- you push down on the, the center of the ho- of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame has whatever they're famous for, right? So it's a like a, a you know it's a movie or it's singing or whatever it is. And so he he lifted up the circle and there were CDs or or actually uh, computer DVD DVD ROMs with all the information that he needed to to break mm. the case or whatever. That was the whole 
the whole the whole bit in not to spoil uh Fort Fairlane, the Andrew Dice Clay movie from thirty years ago. But, uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, so Art Moody. So I always always think when I think of the Hollywood Walk of Fame or the Capitol Records building, uh or Art Mooney, or Artichokes, Odd Vox, and she goes, Art Mooney, stupid, and then she dies, and that's all I remember. So, anyway, Robert Downey Jr. praises John Favreau for taking a chance on him for Iron Man uh, at the ceremony. Also, the way that it works, you know, is all you got to do is buy it. You, anyone can have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You just yeah. you pay for it. Like, they don't just go, oh, this person's famous enough. Here's a star. And, and I don't know necessarily that a person would pay for their own, like, fan organizations get together and raise the money sometimes. And, you know, it, what, the studio may pay for it, but I mean, you know, but essentially you just buy your star. It's not, it's not like yeah. there's a committee that gets together and says this person should have a star. It's you when, pay for it. <laughs> when this show gets to the point where I get my own star in the Hollywood uh, walk of fame or whatever it is, I want my sim symbol to be a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich I don't want my I don't want my name on there. I just want a sandwich. Are you are you changing your name so to a symbol like Prince? You're just gonna be a sandwich? Maybe. Maybe that's my next move. Yeah. That I'm the I'm the, the podcaster formerly known as Dominic. <laughs> this will be my name. We need we need to yeah. We need to get the uh, an NFT also, a sandwich NFT. You can sell those, make some money yep. there. You can fund your the purchase of your star by selling sandwich yep. NFTs. I think it's, did those, it's all did right those there. die yet? Yeah, I think I think NFTs are done. I think it's well. That was the, that was another thing I mentioned about the Super Bowl ads, right? Last year it was like all cryptocurrency ads. Coinbase. Like this year yeah, there yeah, were yeah. none. <laughs> so. so I remember last year, so why the Super Bowl? Someone's like, "Oh, cool now. What is it? It was just a, a QR code." And they scan. It's like, "Oh, it's for Coinbase." Yeah, it was one of those like cryptocurrency oh. ones. And now this year, the only scannable thing I saw that I remember beyond the trailers was like for some stupid online game. So um, well, there, there were several QR codes to like go watch the extended trailer, yeah. and then yeah. there was also go watch the rest of the roast of Mr. Peanut, right? And I'm like, again, I'm not gonna, I, I don't show it to me now, or I don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing: uh, at my work, every single month we have to watch a like a cybersecurity video and answer some questions <laughs> to make sure that you're not gonna fall subject to a phishing scam or whatever. And one of the things that they say all the time is I could have that QR code lead you right to a malicious site that, that that's then going to like hack your phone or whatever. Now, again, on the Super Bowl, it probably isn't. But I mean, just think about that. If they would have put the fraudulent one, if it got out on the Super Bowl and then they just had however million, many millions of people, uh, you know, scan that QR code. Because what they're saying is like when you go out to a restaurant and they're like, oh, we don't have menus anymore. Just scan the QR code. But I went with my malicious qr code and taped it over the restaurant's qr code so when you go to try to look at their menu i'm getting all your personal details off of your phone so i'm like yeah. when i saw that commercial last year i'm like i'm not scanning that you guys are out of your mind um anyway speaking of stars on the hollywood walk of fame not that long ago at age 93 james hong gets his star on the walk of fame do you know who james hong is no he's been in over 700 or almost 700 movies Oh, wow. Let me tell you my favorite, Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. He was uh, the bad guy. Lao Ming? Oh, he was the bad guy in that one? In, in Big Trouble in Little China? Did you say Yao Ming? I think that was... No, wait, that's the basketball player. 
<laughs> I'm so Lo Pan. Lo Pan is the name. I said Yao Ming. Lo Pan. I'm sorry. I stink. I should edit that out so I don't sound like I confuse all Asian people. Um, oh, I know this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been in 700. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. Uh, you, and, you know, he was, uh, I mean, he was in uh, Turning Red. He was like one of the voices in Turning Red. He's just all over the place. But anyway. He was I mean, in you know, Kung Fu Panda. Of course. If you, I love Kung Fu Panda. If you need an older Asian man, I mean, he's got to be top two people that you're going to get. Right. Yeah, so I would want Mr. Miyagi. I will take he's dead. James Hong. He's dead. I know. I'm very upset about that still to this day. So anyway, you know, Mr. Mr. James Hong, he's been in so many good movies, but my all-time favorite, way up there on my list of favorite movies, is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Can't get enough of that. Even though I forgot his name, but it was Lopan. There you go. Uh, let's see. Other celebrity news. Uh, Taika Watiti and Rita Ora are married. So... Wasn't he in like a thruple with them and um That's wasn't right, he in like an extended couple with the two of them and who what, what was the other girl? Oh Tessa I don't Thompson? know. Tessa I Thompson? Was that was that um uh, I mean was that real or was that Just uh being in what? Hollywood and high on cocaine? I don't know. <laughs> I mean yeah, was it a uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I do remember that that was that was a big deal. But again, they're, so now they're officially married. So at the very least, the two of them are uh, a couple. Um, I just think it's funny. Like last week, we were talking about uh, James Gunn getting married, and then like, so like the two quirky superhero directors have gotten married recently. Yeah, uh, I wonder if that will affect their uh, directing style, or if we'll start seeing Rita Ora in uh, in the next uh, Thor movie. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh let's see uh also we were talking we were doing the uh the cancel corner last week and we were talking about leonardo dicaprio getting the honorable mention for dating a 19 year old yes and then this listen to this headline leonardo dicaprio is fed up that he has a reputation for dating young women it really bothers him <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in uh in liar liar stop mm -hmm. breaking the law asshole hey if you don't want to get a reputation for dating young women stop dating 19 year olds it's pretty easy even even like i can't really do that right now and i'm 26 like <laughs> i really should be dating someone who can't give alcohol to right oh i know my my uh my twitter joke was uh the shark from jaws is really fed up with people accusing him of eating swimmers in the ocean it really bothers him yeah Oh boy! I'll I'll have I'll have a martini. My girlfriend will have an apple juice. Apple juice, please. But but in a martini glass, so it looks like you know. Yeah. So she looks like an adult. Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. Over to Disney. What's going on at Disney? So uh, so, Ant Man's out right now as we speak. Are you going to be like yes. trying to see that opening weekend, or what's the deal for? I'd like to, but I don't know. You know, it's it's horrible that I want to see things in movie theaters again. I just don't have the time. I feel like I had. With some, somehow I have more time but less time. <laughs> it's allocated time. All my time is allocated. Where before it was like, yeah, I'll get around. So I'll go do it. Like I would just okay. Hey, I have five hours off in the middle of the day for no reason. All the time. <laughs> Let's go to the theater oh, and pay dirt for a movie ticket. Get some popcorn. Sit by myself dead in the center of the theater and just watch Doctor Strange. You know, you know what you call that? Cool. You know what you call that? The good old days. The good old yeah. days. Yeah, when you had no response. Well, what's the joke? You know what I miss most about being a kid? My back not hurting. But no, that's not that's not it. It was having time. I mean, honestly, I also, I used to have 
kind of a field job. Like before everything was work from home, I was out and about. And often in the middle of the day, I didn't have stuff to do in between appointments or whatever. And yeah, I would go see, I remember going to see, uh, you know, like the first Avengers movie, just in the middle of the day, whatever, you know, could just pop in. I saw the Hulk, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, the angly Hulk randomly, yeah. you know, back when it came out. Um, so like, yeah, all of that's gone. And then for a little while, like probably the perfect storm, I still had a field job that was really flexible and there was movie pass, but <laughs> that only lasted for like two months. And then movie pass blew up and I'm like, damn it. I'm actually in a spot where I could use this. <laughs> and then it's gone. Um, but yeah, so Ant Man is out. So you don't. So you, are you going to wait till it comes on streaming, or do you think you'll get out? Probably. To see it? I'd like to get out to see it. The intent is to get out to see it, you know. But for things that are going to come out on Disney Plus, what I already know, I have a place where it's going to be. You know what I mean? It was different back in the day, when like, hey, I have no clue when Avengers will be on something I can watch. When it will be on hbo or stars or showtime or like one of those like right. movie channels and, and it might be on the one you don't have right if you've got hbo yeah. and it's on showtime then you still can't see it so yeah hey i don't yeah i don't have showtime all right cool so i'm screwed so i have to either rent it which i was a kid and the money for that if i didn't see it i missed it so i would have had to wait forever to see it so that was the thing about the superhero movies where i was like i need to see this now because I cannot, because it happened to me with Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I had not seen the first one before the second one came out. So I had to go like, okay, I have to find a way to watch this now or else I'm going to have no fucking clue what's happening in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> because thankfully they weren't related to anything, but I'm like, I need to know what am I missing? So that was a big thing. And I knew that was going to happen to me as a kid. So I'm like, I need to see things. But nowadays it's like, yeah, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in theaters since like Shang-Chi or Black Widow maybe was one of the last ones I saw in theaters maybe. Wow. Because Doctor Strange I caught on a, on Disney Plus in the comfort of my own home in theater seating in the basement. Um, Same thing for uh, Wakanda Forever when that came out. Yeah, but but you, got, you have a pretty good setup. You're not watching it on your phone at least, right? Yeah, no. I, I have like reclining seats. It's nice. All right. I made my own, I had a blanket, I had my dog, the house is to myself, so no one's bothered. I don't get some guy when I saw Infinity War. I don't have a guy two seats back to my right snoring in my fucking ear. He fell asleep during Infinity War? He's snoring like like a tiny chainsaw. And I'm like, did you come alone? A and B. Why is no one? I guess everyone's thinking this. Why is no one doing anything? Jeez. Well, what are you supposed to do? Tell the guy, hey, sh shut the fuck up. Wake up and get out. Go home and go to sleep. Like I can't do that in theory. Like he paid for a ticket. He's in theory supposed to be here. You don't pay for a ticket for. <laughs> in theory, you're paying for a good that for something to you know be a enjoyable experience. But that's not part of the price. You don't. <laughs> part of the price is not enjoyable. Part of the price is the fact that you get a seat to watch the movie. I mean, yeah, it's like you can't spoil the experience for other people. But... Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. I, so I... yeah, for 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 these movies, for Disney, for especially Marvel movies, or like things I know are Disney owned, I'm gonna wait. So it's kind of like, well, like with the Spider-Man ones, you kind of do have to go because you don't know where those are gonna end up or when you're gonna yeah, get to see it. That's the last thing I saw in theaters was Spider-Man. Yeah. No, that and that, that makes sense because because yeah. yeah, you're not gonna necessarily get to catch that. Yeah. On, on Disney Plus. 
Uh, I will probably try to go see Ant-Man in the theater, but like not, I'm not like opening weekend. I don't, you know, I don't need to see it that bad, but uh, you know, but again, it's the same thing. If I want to see it in the theater, I got to, you know, we got to arrange for childcare and all of that stuff. So it's not like, yeah. it's not like a simple, simple process. You know, I, I, I end up a lot of the times so like my family, rightfully so. My little brother is very active with sports and stuff. So they go out. So it's like, Hey Dom, watch the dog. <laughs> and so you and like, the dog watch fine. movies I don't together. mind watching the dog, but it's like, all right, well, Bruno, we can't go to the theater. What do you want to do? He looks at me with his, you know, big, dumb, beautiful eyes. And he lays down. So like, okay, that means I have to stay. <laughs> Cause he's not moving. I'm not moving. So wherever he sleeps, I end up hanging out. Yeah. Well, we'll so s- I really don't have time to go. Yeah. We'll see if it improves, but it's got a it had a fifty three percent score, making it rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think most Marvel it's more I think there's now where there was Marvel movie like it adds twenty. I feel like now it's almost become semi trendy to be like Man, these Marvel movies suck. They're not like they used to be. Yeah, it, it, it's suffering from again the the requirement from the audience that it keeps ramping up and getting better and better and better and better. You can't just have, and you it it, it can't be level from Infinity War from Endgame. I mean, you know that yeah. was a culmination. So by definition, you have to start and build again, right? But everybody yeah. just expects it to then go, let's take it up a notch from, from Endgame. It's like, you can't yeah. you can't just take like, it up a notch. So, in relation to Ant-Man, uh, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it before, so they released um, a poster for the Marvels mm-hmm. and a release date for the Marvels movie, November 10th. And that showed, you know, Captain Marvel, uh, Photon, Cap- uh, Monica Rambeau's character, or Captain Rambeau's character, it might be Monica. I'm not sure. And Ms. Marvel from the Ms. Marvel show. I never finished the Ms. Marvel show. Um, So I guess I want to watch the movie. I sort of have to finish the show yeah, to I, some degree. I, I think you should. I, 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 uh, Ms. Marvel is, again, talking about genres, Ms. Yes. Marvel was a family show, right? It wasn't a heist picture. It wasn't a Western or whatever. The genre was a family show and it does it really well. And it, it, it ends with a very strong ending. Uh, and I, I liked it. I mean, again, it, it's every Marvel property, every Marvel movie, or I guess every one of these like series has a different angle and they, I feel like accomplished their angle. Well, like she Hulk, you know, the angle was the meta self-referential breaking the fourth wall and, they did all that pretty well, right? Yeah. Because a big part of the show was poking fun of the, the people trolling a show like that, and the people were trolling the show like that. So it like it, like they knew what to expect, and they they handled it, I think, properly, you know, and it, and it fit in with the feeling of the show. So I think Ms. Marvel is the same way, you know. So um, I think you should definitely finish it, but then yeah, it definitely is going to lead right into Marvel. So you have to see it um, to to be on board with that. I think just like you need to see. Guardians of the Galaxy before you see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Um, there you go. What else did they say? That, um, working on, you know, Phase 5. Um, let's see. So Evangeline Lilly, right? She's the Wasp. She yeah. has rejected uh, a couple of other, like, big-named uh, op- things in the in the past, including Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman and... Uh, Hugh Jackman's X-Men. 
So, like, she, I guess, was probably offered parts that she didn't like before she accepted the wasp. So, it must have been something that she liked I, about that part. I don't know if they say, I don't know if I'll note it, but, like, do they have other movies set up for them? Because I know how, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, this is the last time we'll see this team together. Like, I don't think they said for this Ant-Man movie, like, hey, this is the end of Paul Rudd and eventually Lily and all them. They didn't. I don't think there's another one announced, so theoretically it's done unless it gets, yes. you know. Now, that doesn't mean you won't see Ant-Man and Wasp show up at some future culmination, right? Yes. You, you know, like they did in, in Endgame. Um, but I know... It's also but, to say they can't just Thor Love, Love and Thunder it. Yeah. Well, but, and there's 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 talk of a, um, like a female, you know, a female-led All Avengers type of, of movie, right? So Wasp would be one of those characters. Right, Shuri. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, you got Wasp, Shuri, uh, Pepper, theoretically, right? Uh, could, could be yeah. there, uh, but but more likely Ironheart, right? I mean, because the Ironheart, a, Mar- a Marvel yeah. or three. Yeah, I mean, right. So all all of those all of those people um, can can be there. Um, but like, I, I know that there was an article from about Sarah Michelle Gellar just saying that, like, it's it's the toxic fandom again, right? Every time Sarah Michelle Gellar says, every time Marvel does a female cast, it gets torn apart, and it's very backwards, right? It's 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 the the toxic fandom again, right? Just like that mm-hmm. episode of uh, Last of Us that gets review bombed because the, the trolls come out and say this isn't the, you know this character doesn't look or act like me, so it has to be bad without looking yeah. at the story or, or what it's trying to accomplish. Um, so. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Sarah Michelle Geller stuff I can throw in here. Uh, she's she said that she hopes that the legacy of uh, you know Buffy hasn't changed, even though you know all the allegations for Joss came out. And I think we mentioned before that she basically says she's never going to tell, she's never going to get into any details because nobody wins is what she said, which means that she's probably got some bad details. But like I said, she's already like we were talking about, right? A show that you like, and then bad things come out about the creators, and it's like, can I support the show anymore? I like it. I can't stop liking it, but now I, you know, I'm then I'm forced into this making a moral decision to go see it. Um, but then also the other kind of on the positive note, one of the silent producers of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was Dolly Parton, a national treasure. <laughs> Is there anybody better than Dolly Parton on the planet? I don't think so. Uh, no, not 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 one. All right. Okay, so let's get back to Marvel. Um so so the the new uh who's going to be in charge of the Thunderbolts? It's going to be Bucky. In so, theory. So now I'm now I'm getting confused mm-hmm. cuz I thought the Thunderbolts were bad guys. They were like they were the morally they were uh, uh, a a more gray suicide squad from what I remember about them. All right. So yeah, all right. I mean, I I know that they're kind of government controlled, but yeah. they're not. Yeah, you know, but I thought they were like. I I feel like in Thunderbolts number one, the re- origin of the team, like you read mm-hmm. the whole episode, the whole issue of the comic, and then on the last page you find out that they're actually the bad guys. Like it's all from yeah. their perspective, so yeah. you think that you know. But then when you you know you learn that they're not. Um, so anyway, Bucky's gonna be in charge of the Thunderbolts. At least that's what they've said. And then also, um, uh, let's see, one of the actresses from the show, The Bear, is going to be in Thunderbolts. Now, did you watch The the Bear 
It's a, a no. Hulu show, an FX show. Um, no. Did you ever watch Shameless? You're aware of the show Shameless? I'm aware of the Shameless show, yes. So one of the guys from Shameless then went on to do this show, The Bear. It's just an eight-episode show. It's got a second season coming about a guy who inherits a restaurant that he has to run, and he was like one of the top chefs in the world, and now he's running this little sandwich shop that his brother used to run because his brother killed himself. So kind of a, mm. you know, still takes place in Chicago, so apparently this oh, guy. Uh, yeah, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. I know the actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just finished it, actually, and it was a really solid show, so I would I would recommend if you take some time to watch The Bear. It was good. Anyway. So the, it was a whole, it's all it's a one season just thing. No, they have a second season. So, I mean, I, I, okay. I it's like probably should not have, I, I think the reason that I watched it was because I saw, okay, there's going to be another season. I'll go ahead and watch it, right? You know, never never get committed to a show until they've at least committed to a season two. Um, but anyway, one of the actresses from that is going to be in the Thunderbolts also. And then I heard in Captain the next Captain America, General Thunderbolt Ross is going to be the president. Huh. So, so that that would take away from who, who the idea of Red Hook. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Thunderbolt Ross, president. So it would be kind of hard to have him be the president of the United States and then turn into the Red Hulk, right? So I think I think the possibility of getting a Red Hulk, at least Thunderbolt Ross as the Red Hulk, is probably pretty yes. slim. Yes, which is fine because, I mean, even in the comics, there have been other people who were Red Hulk to a degree. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I did a similar thing. I'm not as strong or whatever. Um, it's fine. Do we even need the Red Hulk? In theory, No. Do I like it? Yeah, because my favorite color is red, and my favorite superhero is Hulk. So when I was a kid, it's like, oh, if I'm a Hulk, I'm the red one. And when I found out it was real, I'm like, oh, my God, my <laughs> dreams are real. It's so funny. I mean, again, I, I told you uh, there was a, a, a few months where uh, my son was obsessed with Hulk of the Agents of Smash. Yes. Right? And so, yes, yeah, so you got you know, you know, got Hulk, and you got Red Hulk, and you got She-Hulk, and Scar, and yeah. A-Bomb? I think it's the name A-bomb. of the character yep. that's supposed to be Rick. Yes. What's his name, right? Rick Jones. Rick yes. Jones, right? Who was uh, like a weird, not knockoff abomination, but it was like he was like abomination. That's why he's a bomb. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah. And like nowhere in Agents of Smash does it say that Scar is Hulk's son. He's just yep. he's an alien from another planet. They never kind of reference that. And again, it was very much for, for young kids. Like, you know, the age range of the cartoon is pretty young. But I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, but there's five of them, and so my son's like, you know, okay, you know, Daddy, you're Green Hulk, I'm Red Hulk, Sister She-Hulk, you know, m- Mommy's uh, Scar, and, and you know, Brother's A-Bomb, or whatever. Like, it was just funny. Like, there was five of us and five of them, and he would, like, you know, name everybody off and, and get all excited about it. So for a little while, he was, like, super into the Hulk. Now it's uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. That's that's the one with, he's got Spider-Gwen and, and uh, Miles. Miles. Yeah, and, yep. and they're, like, <clears throat> they're, like, children they're probably supposed to be you know like at most 10 year olds yeah right but they're running around and then you know and same and the villains too right green goblin and rhino and uh you know they're like children as well you know so it's like oh the rhino is stealing ice cream and that's the big heist for the ep- you know so it's like very very <laughs> much for little kids but they love it i mean they are super into spidey friends and i think it's so funny because like you know they have like the web quarters and it's all this high-tech stuff and everything that these children i assume have built and the web quarters literally rises out of you know aunt may's house in the middle of you know the neighborhood in you know queens or whatever and i'm like 
Nobody notices this? They've got their secret identities. Nobody notices this giant web quarters just comes up and then they swing off of it and then the web quarters goes back down like in the middle of the day. I just think that I just thought that was so funny. I've um, that work. Yeah, and, and there must be. Well, and then also uh, the thing that really drives me crazy, like all Spider-Man, right? Like they're in the middle of a park and they'll shoot their web up and then swing off. I'm like, what did it hit? What did it connect to? There's nothing there for you to swing off of or you're at the top of a building. What are you shooting it to swing to the next building? You're already at the highest point. What are you swinging off of? <laughs> uh, you know, but again, it always just shoots the web off screen and then they swing away. So anyway, um, let's move on to any, any other, any other Marvel related comments or things that you'd like to talk about? Um, I think I, I don't know if I said, I finally watched uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I hope that we bring back Namor more. Namor is a cool character. Um, I'd love to do more with him. I hope they don't just push him to be some weird anti-hero villain type scenario because he's not. He's a hero. Um, but we'll see. But he's but he for sure started out like he is in the movie. Like he's very much against the surface dwellers who are ruining the planet. Right? Yes. I mean that's yes. where he no, came completely, from. completely. Um, I had no problem with the uh, you know the the take on his character being like I don't want to say like Aztec, but like that kind of. Like, uh, what's the word for it? Oh, they were they were Mayans, right? They're Mayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't think. I was like, there's another one that was in my mind for some reason. Yeah, yeah like the Mayan take on it was cool. Actually, I kind of like that. You know, different response because I guess they really can't do Atlantis. Um, I don't know why, but they can't. Do they not so. own the rights to Atlantis? I don't know. I, I again, I, I think I think we talked about it very briefly. That that yeah, my I in my head in my head canon right. It's Atlantis. It's been around forever, and he's just the current king, and maybe they live longer than normal humans, so he's been around for a long time. But in this, they were all created sometime in the 1500s. There was no, you know, water-dwelling people prior to yeah. whenever, you know, the 1500s, right? And so that kind of and, – and the reason that that bothered me, and I know I mentioned this, and I think Vicious Smith in the Discord didn't like that, that this pulled me out of it so much, was that they clearly were working off of the siren song myth in Wakanda forever, Right. Yeah. And the siren song is from ancient Greece, but they didn't exist until the 1500s. So it doesn't make sense that they have this weird ability. It would have made more sense if they had always been around. And then, yeah, then that would explain where the myth came from with the siren song, you know? So, like, that just pulled me out of it in the middle of the movie yes. when, when I saw it. Also, the, so the, the way that the movie takes it, for those that don't know, so he, so they all took the fruit. So it's the same, it's a heart shaped herb, but it's not heart shaped, obviously. So I mean, I guess if if you leave vibranium in the ground long enough, you get magical powers from eating plants that come out of it. That's what it seems like. The vibran the radiation from the vibranium affects the plant to create whatever creates the black. So panther well, my herb. next thought process yeah. was okay. So we had these blue plants mm -hmm. that made uh the uh, the blue peoples the the uh, the Atlantean the not the Atlanteans the the Namor people. And then we have the purple ones that made all the uh, Black Panthers. So obviously, my mind goes, okay, if you follow Green Lantern logic, then there needs to be an entire rainbow of other colored herbs of vibranium. And then we have, um, <laughs> you know, we just get everyone together, and it's great, and it's wonderful. Is, and everyone has uh, generic powers from plants. No, but but vibranium. I don't. But that's not that's not his origin in the comics, though, right? He's a mutant. He's a mutant in the comic. Well, and and yeah. and because they can be a mutant, yeah. But he also yeah. is an Atlantean, and they have been around yeah. forever in the comics, yeah. right? It's not yeah. it, they didn't just get created. Yeah. He was like, I think one of his nickname, one of his like titles, was like the first mutant or whatever. Yeah, 
And then what about Black Panther? Is the reason that the herb that gives him his strength, is it related to vibranium or is it, in the comics, is it magic? I think they give him his power. I see. So again, I don't think that that's the, not saying the, the MCU is distinct from the comic book universe, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is like, the, so you're right in the MCU, there can be all these vibranium infected uh, abilities, right? That could, that could be a whole, that could be a whole mini thing where someone takes a bunch of vibranium and has been putting it in the ground, trying to get plants to grow. You know, maybe they got like really good, uh, really good grass. You, you, you know, eat a vibranium thing, carrot yeah. and you can see really well. You eat a, you know, you eat vibranium spinach and you're super strong, right? It's all, it's all the, you just. That's what pop, that's what Popeye's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Popeye's actually eating vibranium spinach. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. You, you should write it. You can start the first uh, MCU original character storyline and it's the vibranium tales, you know, vibranium gardens. There you go. Yeah. If you'd like to support the sandwich in his uh, writing of the, of the new phase of the Mar- of, of Marvel phase. Wait till we get to the vibranium sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> vibranium sandwich. Uh, all right, let's move on to Star Wars while we're still under Disney. So Liam Neeson says there's too many spinoffs and it's uh, lessening the mystery and magic of the Star Wars universe. Fair in a way, because it is definitely expanding the universe and, you know, when you expand a universe with a set timeline, they're also, you know, and you pull people in to, like, be part of it, you know, it's a little confusing because, you know, Han Solo will be 300 years old with the amount of time, the amount of different places he's been and uh, in shows and movies and whatnot. But, you know, I think part of, you know, the way that I feel like Star Wars is, it's a, it's science and magic. And when you get good enough with science, it's magic anyways. That's why we have Mandalorians. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the natural progression, you know? Crazy, uh, crazy people covering themselves in cool armor. Right. You know, it's, it's so funny. I was just thinking the other day about the, about the Mandalorian and, you know, that he's, you know, silver and black. And I'm like, and I thought, oh, somebody should totally like dress up a, a DeLorean vehicle and then I'm like, no, it's already been done, man. DeLorean. It's already, I'm like, somebody already thought about that and I'd seen it, but like it was popping up in my head. Like, oh, this would be a cool idea. And then I remembered, oh, I've already even seen that. It's like, this isn't an original idea at all. <laughs> so like that's, I, I understand now how people write a song that they totally plagiarize and then don't even realize that they've ripped off the melody from yeah. something else. There you go. Uh, so it looks like when they debut the, the on February 24th, uh, the episode one of the Mandalorian, they're going to put it out on uh, like ABC and Freeform and FX at 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. So that's next week. Yeah, apparently. So, yeah. So, yeah so Mandalorian's almost back. Wow. Um, I feel so far behind on things. Why is everything showing up at once? It feels like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but you're caught up. On, I mean, you watched all the Book of Boba Fett. I mean, you're caught up on Mandalorian, right? I know, but I feel like I need to watch Endor now. Oh, but but th- those are unrelated, though. I know. I feel like I've, I'm just for some reason I, I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing FOMO. I missed out on something. I, no, I'm I'm with you there. I I I think the the problem with Andor it got nothing but great reviews. Everybody said how awesome it is, but it is unrelated to any other current. You know, it's it's unrelated to you know. I mean, like Book of Boba Fett was directly related to Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Andor is related to a movie that came out whatever five six years ago. Um, yeah that I didn't love, right? You know, that leads to everybody in the movie dying. So, 
you know, this is a prequel to a movie where everybody that you already know, everybody in the movie dies, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, so like I I, I know that it's going to be good, but it's like it just doesn't make it to the top of my list of things I'm going to devote time to watching. Yeah. So I mean, and then uh, let's see. We were mentioning the Secret Wars movie is going to have uh, from uh, Damon Lindelof and uh, what is it? Who is this? Who are you? Who, who are you? Um, so the Miss Marvel's uh, Charmaine Obayad Chinoy is going to be directing. So, cool. You know, is Secret Wars going to be a film or is it uh wait? I'm sorry. I said Secret Wars. I meant Secret Star Wars film from mm. Damon Lindoff. It's gonna is, and it's got a Ms. Marvel uh, director. One of the one of the okay. directors from Ms. Marvel is going to be directing that. So yeah, because we're in Star Wars, we're not in uh, we're not in Marvel anymore. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, also, did did you watch the Star Wars Visions cartoons or anime? No, Th- those were like an- anime versions of Star Wars. But, right? Like one of them was I th- I forget the other ones. But they were like shorts, right? It was a series of shorts, yeah. and so yeah. there's going to be a season two of that is uh, is going to be uh, released soon. I think I remember um, some of them being really cool, and then other ones being really bad. Is what I feel like I remember it being. Where it's like, okay, some of these are like really awesome and cool takes, and then the other ones are just like, oh, this is kind of only okay. Yeah, so th- those are kind of come out on Star Wars Day, right? May the fourth, May the fourth be you with go. you. So it's all the uh, busy, a busy week in my house is Star Wars Day. Uh, oh man, that's gonna be man. Star Wars Celebration London is was it in two years or one year? Is that already happening? That's gotta be soon. I swear to God, I was just scrolling through my phone, look looking at some of the old photos, and like the um. When when Kev was here for celebration, like I'm like that wasn't that long ago. Like that was you know, but no, it it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But it's going to be a year ago very soon. Let me look up celebration real quick. I want to see Star Wars Celebration twenty twenty three. They said it was in London. So yeah, I mean, heck, as soon as Kev gets out of toy rehab, he's going to have to hop on a plane, go across the <laughs> pond, and go to London. Is he going to Celebration London? I mean. You don't think he's going to go? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to. I mean, it, it's not certainly not going to be cheap. Um, but I mean, you know, plans were discussed when he was here uh, about it. So things may have, may have changed uh, since then. But, um, you know, hey, if you're uh, going to Star Wars Celebration in London and you would like to be our London correspondent for uh, Geek Stuff TNG, uh, hit us up over at uh, the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and or you know, send us an email at geeksoftng at gmail dot com. We're always accepting resumes, but I mean, really, you you know, if you go attend a local convention or anything, and you want to tell us about it. Hey, that's where I got started, right? Uh, you know, I was a big fan of uh, big Kev's geek stuff, and I was out here on the West Coast, and I start calling and telling about the local cons that I went to, and then here I am in the chair, uh, trying to fulfill the shoes of gods like big kev <laughs> and og you know and we do our best you know the scott and sandwich show it's like eh, it's all right we listen to it i'm, I mean, I'm definitely know. on the show we, <laughs> you are definitely listening to the show at this time 
you are hearing me talk. Um, so yeah. What else? Is there anything else going on in the Star Wars universe that we care about? I don't think so. I can't think of anything. When's the Ahsoka show coming up? Coming out? I don't know if it has a date. Yeah. It could be any time, honestly. I mean, it, you know what? I bet it goes after, right after the Mando. You know, but they did say they were going to start spreading things out a little bit more. I mean, you know, Disney Plus lost a bunch of the subscribers because people get in, they watch all the stuff, and then they're gone. You know, if you don't have kids that are going to watch Spidey Friends over and over again, you can kind of consume all the content that you want pretty quickly and then get out, right? Yeah, so it's so. supposed to come out at some point this year. I'm going to guess, since we haven't gotten a trailer yet, and Mando comes out next week starting, you know, probably we're not going to get it. I'm going to guess not until maybe like the third or the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah. So, you know, no, they did, probably they, in that after June, sometime in September, October, maybe. Well, they did have a trailer at Celebration. But they haven't put out like the but, one but for the They put official yet. stuff out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I yeah, you're right. filming probably is second done, half. Yeah. They did all the filming already. Right. All right. Let's, let's just, uh, let's, let's uh, not talk about uh, Warner Brothers this week. Let's not talk about uh, Netflix this week. Let's talk about Amazon Prime. Uh, I saw an article about the Legend of Vox Machina as being uh, adult cartoons, but somewhere between the kids' shows and the Rick and Mortys that are like hyper adult, right? Right? Like Rick and Morty is really dirty, it's an adult and it's an adult show, right? And then you know, kids' shows are kids' shows. They said, well, Vox Machina, you know, the language and the situations are adult but then it's also about people like finding family and making friends and you know like so there's like there's more heartwarming stories it's not just about you know dick yes jokes. it's not about just killing but it's definitely an adult show yeah oh i know I, I i turned when it was, yeah. it was brand new i'm like okay let's see what this is it's a cartoon i turn it on and like yeah the f-bombs are dropping in the first like 10 seconds and i'm like oh okay yeah, yeah this a is a guy gets turned to, turn to meat to, to fucking chop meat in a second <laughs> yeah have you there, watched there are, there any are, of it the first like episode or two, me and my friends, because we play D and D a lot, we're like, "All right, listen, we're not Critical Role fans, but maybe the show's not so bad. Let's give it a shot." Then we got like two episodes in, we're like, "All right, it's all right, but half of the appeal for people is because it's Critical Role, you know. So if you don't don't care about Critical Role, I don't know if you'll care about the Legend of Fox Machina, you know." Right. And also, I don't feel like watching a recap of a podcast made into a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, and that's really what it is, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it's literally, I don't know the play-by-play of it, but, I mean, they're just, cart. you know, they're making cartoon shorts, essentially. And I say shorts because they're made episodes of three or four-hour sessions. And, you know, they're going through the same beat. The same thing happens in the podcast, happens in the show, from what I know. A character died in the show because of some trap or something like that. And they did the same thing in the show. And the same reactions and some of the same, the similar lines. Like, you know, they're doing the same beats. You know, it's just now they're portraying it to you in a cartoon. I mean, yeah. And so, so here's, okay, so now let me ask you this, right? So, so there's a complaint like about the Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? Yeah. And and you could you would say 
Fellowship of the Rings is a Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's a group of people coming together towards a quest. That's Dungeons and Dragons. When there's swords and sorcery yes. and different races and a quest and whatever, that's absolutely what Dungeons and Dragons is. Dungeons and Dragons yep. is a a game, but it's really the the fantasy world. So yeah, Vox Machina is a Dungeons and Dragons story that's specifically built off of a, a game that people played, but. You know, is that, but it, it, should we support that if we want more content like that? Or, like, do we not really care about the quote-unquote Dungeons & Dragons movie with Chris Pine and all that? Because, yeah, it might be good as a, you know, fantasy adventure movie, but it doesn't have to have the name Dungeons & Dragons on it because all of these kind of fantasy movies are, in essence, if it's a, a party coming together to fill a quest, that's it. Yes. And they're all and Dungeons & Dragons. there movies. is a wise old, there is a wizard, there is someone with a sword... There is the big guy with axe who yells and drinks beer. You know the 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 archetypes are shown, and it could have just easily been like we said before: the adventures of Guy and friends. Yeah, yeah. So or yeah, so because because there isn't a Dungeons and Dragons universe, there doesn't need to. Be, I mean, but so I guess the only difference between an officially sanctioned, uh. Dungeons and Dragons movie is it's going to have quote unquote a mimic, quote unquote Tiamat, the the name of specific monsters that are you know trademark copyright whatever Wizards of the Coast Hasbro are are one thing, but again you can't copyright dragon, you know yeah. troll. Well, so mo- I, you know. I think they also said they might go to one of the major cities like Baldur's Gate. I think they might go to Baldur's Gate. But, and the but who cares? It's a it's a. It's a medieval city. Who cares, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, it like, it could just easily be like the Mahimir's Gate. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Accomplish the same thing. So, all right. So, so let's let's end with one last thing. Uh, while we're talking about Hasbro, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. So the bank is yelling at Hasbro, saying, "Stop pissing off your fan base. Basically, you're destroying customer goodwill." <laughs> yeah. So the bank is even going. Your business practices are hurting your own business. You idiots. I think that's no, funny. I mean they they've been doing some things and on many different fronts that have pissed off the fans on many different fronts. The only front that I know they haven't pissed people off yet is GI Joe. Right, <laughs> the GI Joe, the GI Joe fans, and some of the toy fans are like okay. Coming soon, but... we're gonna make uh, a two hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, life-size figure of shipwreck that nobody gives a shit about (laughs) and that's going to be the failed uh gi joe uh uh, haslab the haslab will be will conscript you into the real gi joes and then uh you have a chance if if we get enough we'll also conscript people to be uh and uh what's the cobra army called just cobra Right. Cobra, right? Cobra is the name of the ruthless terrorist organization. Yeah. Cobra, it stands for something. I think. I think it's like an acronym. C O B R A. It's funny because I, I think I was thinking about Cryke. I'm like, I know it's not Cobra Kai. Um, oh, I know that's just wrong, uh, but I wanted to call it Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, that's that'll be the next Hazlab. We'll conscript you to fight in an army <laughs> against other nerds. We also conscripted, and then you'll fight to the death for real, for patriotism. Um. But yeah, Hasbro has just done horrible things on on a lot of fronts. Is what we'll talk about on the show. D and D, they've pissed off a lot of people lately. Uh, they pissed off the Magic the Gathering fans lately. Uh, toys, they consistently piss them off. You know, so what else does Hasbro have? They have toys, they have cards, 
they have D and D. Those are loose sectors, but those are their major sectors. If you piss off all three of your major sectors, you know, you will definitely feel it in your wallet. And I imagine they're feeling it in their wallet. You know? So who knows? And you know, the way that the, the games are going, you know, the way magic is going, the way D D is going, the way that toys as a whole are going, who knows? You know, Hasbro has to accept the fact that the toys they're making. A lot of them are collectibles for adults. So that's something they have to figure out how they want to deal with that. For Magic fans, you know, the 30th anniversary was a wet fart (laughs) and did not satisfy a single person. No one spoke highly about it at all. It was better to talk poorly about it than to speak positively and look like a shill. And then D&D, the OGL, was a hot-button topic for a month and a half until they said, okay, we'll stop. And even then, like, okay, cool, you stopped, but the thoughts and the feelings didn't, they're not going to go away just because you said you'll stop, you know? Just because you said, I'll change, I'll be better, doesn't mean you will. I mean, right, it's like they, it's, they, they did, I did a bad thing, I said sorry, but, you know, everybody's still so pissed about what they did, it's like, they're not, like, like forgive and forget, they may not even be forgiven, but they're cer- it's certainly not forgotten. Yeah, so we'll see how it all goes. You know, Hasbro needs to do a lot of things to gain back, in my opinion, uh, customer support. You know, we'll see how they handle Magic going forward. You know, we'll see how they handle toys going forward. Their Has Labs. I don't know any Has Labs currently on the docket. I could just be out of the loop with it, but I don't know of any Has Labs that are worthwhile on the docket right now. And then it comes down to D&D after that, you know? We know these are the last six 5e books. How are they going to handle the transition from 5e to 1D&D or D&D, whatever the hell it's called? How does that transition get handled? Is it an easy transition? Is the new version of D&D, you know, something that people want to play? Do they make it easy to understand like 5e was? Because 5e was very easy to plug and play and understand you know we've taught i've taught many people and i've been part of teaching people how to play 5e D very easily you know and i know people who like the toys that hasbro makes that like oh these marvel legends are cool i know people who i've played magic with who are like oh these things are cool but if the people who are buying these things aren't telling people they're good anymore and like oh don't buy hasbro they're shit they do this to their fans and this to their fans they're going to run out of fans. Yep. Hey, you know, you mentioned the toys. The toys just uh, have started coming out. I think they're coming out in, they're not all available. But, like, uh-huh. you can get, you can get Venger and Dungeon Master, like from the cartoon, the, the cartoon yes. D&D toys. Venger and Dungeon Master are a set, and it's 50 yes. bucks. Yes. And then each, and then uh, Bobby, the Barbarian, and Uni are a set. But yep. every other character appears to be 25 bucks. Which, which means to get the whole set, it's two hundred dollars. I know someone with that. I, I mean, are they out? Have you already picked them up for? I've seen them. You've seen them in the stores. Like, yes. I, I mean, I, I actually, I, I was actually gifted um, the dungeon master and the bad guy Venture, uh, by Venture. my good friend. Oh yeah, Mister Kev. Yeah, Mister Kev actually got it for me. Nice. I'm, I'm really on the fence. I really want them, but it's again. 
do I want them two hundred dollars worth? They're nice. They're I mean they're great. I mean you know I want them. And they and they come with dice. <laughs> oh, they come with that. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a it's a tough call. I, I'm <laughs> so. But then I'm also I'm also worried that if I go start to get them, and what if I don't get one? And then now I'm gonna have to go on the second. You know what I mean? Like once you start, you're spending three hundred dollars on a figure right? and a dice. <laughs> so, oh man. Um. So so how do you like? I mean, is 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 it good? You like it? Look good. So I didn't take it out of the package yet, only because I'm I. I don't want to get them all, but I'm thinking about getting them all. So I have to figure out, you know, do I want to get them all A? And does that mean I want to open these? You know, I'm trying to figure out what yeah. I'm doing. I know. And see, and, and that's just it. It's like, I don't, I, it, it definitely has to be an all or nothing for me. Right. Like yeah. I wouldn't want just Dungeon Master and Venger because like they didn't really interact in the show. They were, I mean, you know what I mean? Like I would want all of the kids because the kids are the show that I watched. Like, you know, yes. I mean, and I mean, really, are they going to make a Tiamat? Have they said? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think they got to make a team even, and make that. They should, but I don't know itself, how they right? would even how they even do that. They should have made it a builder and had Tiamat come with it, like raise the price by five bucks more, and had Tiamat come if you get the whole set, right? Yeah. I mean, but again, another each, another missed opportunity from Hasbro. You do like a body, and then you do all the heads in one different boxes, and there you go. Yeah, but I mean, but again, if you had the, if you had all the kids and Venger and Tiamat, you got your, you know, there's the opening to the show right there. I mean, you just, you got it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much torn and I feel like, you know, if I'm in target and I, cause I think the, the, the Venger dungeon master is also a target exclusive, I think. It might be. And so if I'm there and I see it, I'll probably end up buying it. Hey, if you know, if you use your target red card, you get 5% off. So, Hey, there's that. <laughs> oh boy. All right, I think we should wrap this one up. I think we've we got to show it at all. Yeah, uh, let's do the old uh, the old uh, wrap up and uh, websites and all that. Right, just go check us out. Go look at the link tree. GeekStuffTNG over at Linktree or GeekStuffTNG.com or Patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. All those websites work. If you want to just call us and talk to us, you call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Send us an email. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. Check out the social medias, geeksoftng on all of those Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Mr. Kev is still appreciative of uh, conversation over in the Discord. You have to add mention him there. You can catch him on Twitter and Instagram at BKGeekStuff or on the Xbox as BigKevGS. And what about you, Mr. Sandwich? You can find me on Instagram and Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Linktree. It's Pi Day Scott, P I D A Y S C O T T. And uh, with that, I think we will end this episode, episode 710. Don't forget about Bruce Willis. The way we end some episodes by saying. Good night, Raquel Welsh. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.